they were interviewing the police officer. They had been doing the, you know, all of the investigating and stuff for a while. And he said one of the more frustrating things was that once it was a bust, once they caught and mm-hmm. recognized that it was a sex trafficking ring, all the neighbors were like, oh, we were wondering what, what happened. Ah. We were wondering why there was all these cars coming to this house. Mm. It was just kind of one of those like hits you in the gut. Like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. all a part of this. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not just the police officers. It's not just, it's not just Matt. It's not just these wonderful service organizations who are there to help these survivors and be a space for them to, to get services from. It's, it's me, it's you. It's, yeah. it's recognizing what's going on mm-hmm. in our neighborhoods. Yeah. You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. And today we're talking about a topic that most people don't want to believe exists, even if they know it does, human trafficking. While we don't want to believe that it's happening around us, we need to recognize that it is and do whatever we can to spread awareness and protect the most vulnerable. We're thankful to talk to Heather McGannon today, who is the West Michigan Program Coordinator at the Michigan Abolitionist Project. This organization is passionate about working to prevent and end human trafficking in Michigan. We want to learn more about human trafficking and spread awareness to help people in dangerous situations, and learn more to prevent human trafficking from happening in the first place. If you or someone you know suspects any human trafficking activity, please call the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP to 233-733. Or you can go to michiganabolitionistproject.org to learn more. That's michiganabolitionistproject.org. Now let's get into our conversation with Heather McGannon to learn more on this episode of God Hears Her. We are so glad you're here. So Heather, yeah, I think you've got some stories to tell us, and we're really, really interested in what they're about, huh? So Heather... Tell everybody who you are, whoever who's listening right now. A little bit of who's yeah. Heather? What's yeah. your story? Yeah. I am Heather McGannon. I am from Grand Rapids, grew up here and stayed on the wonderful west side of Michigan. I am married to my husband, Jeff. We've been married for 11 years. Wow. Um, so yeah, we met at Grand Valley and we're involved in crew used to be called Campus Crusade sure. for Christ uh, there. And we got married and worked for a little bit. And then we joined staff with crew, which was kind of always always the plan mm. there. And we have, in while we were on staff, we had two little boys. Yeah, that's really precious. So oh. Heather, I'm just really intrigued. How did you get into the line of ministry yeah. that God has placed you in? You come from this beautiful background and you're a vibrant cheerful really truly (laughs) um Mm -hmm. happy soul and yet god has brought you into an area that is deep and and twisted Mm -hmm. and difficult and i know i'm just plunging straight in into a whole Mm -hmm. nother level but Mm -hmm. i'm I'm intrigued by that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
How did that happen for you? You know, it was interesting. This being asked to be on here made me start thinking about how did God bring me mm-hmm. like yeah. to this point? Um, Jeff and I are no longer on staff with Crew. Um, we stopped that last May, and I am on staff with the Michigan Abolitionist Project. Whoa! Yeah, I know it's a mouthful. We call it MAP for short. Okay, <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, yes, mm-hmm. and so it's an anti-human trafficking organization. Mm-hmm. And when I think about the journey of getting to this point, because actually, really, this job just literally fell out of the sky and plopped in my lap wow. one day. I literally applied for like 70 jobs oh, wow. <laughs> during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, wow. Oh, yeah. I then was out for breakfast with some friends one morning. And these were friends that like were wonderful during my like job application process and stuff too, who like were just so for me in that. And we were sitting down for breakfast. And mm-hmm. one of my friends was just like, wait a second are you still looking for a job? (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm not like actively looking for one, but if like the perfect thing came along, yes. And um, I have been for a very long time passionate about human trafficking and especially in the ethical and fair trade fashion kind of, well, fair trade everything realm. And so um, she was like, hey, I think that you should talk to to this girl who had the previous position as me. And so I called her and um, she was like, hey, we have this position at the Michigan Abolitionist Project. It's wow. an anti-human trafficking organization. And I just was like, this can't be real life. Sounded good. <laughs> so I, I need to mine in there and help me understand how have you become passionate about human trafficking? And, and you know, honestly, can you even define, too, what's fair trade? You know, so yeah. how did that mm-hmm. passion, because you just referenced that, yes. how was that born in you? Yeah. Oh, the heart behind it, I think. I think I learned a lot about human trafficking when I was in college. Um, and so human trafficking is essentially modern day slavery. So men, women, children who are um, either by force, fraud, or coercion, if they're adults, um, sold into some sort of slavery. This can be the two main forms are labor trafficking and sex trafficking. Okay. Um, so labor trafficking being used for labor. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, we see it a lot of times overseas in garment work, mm-hmm. um, okay. if we're talking fashion. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole slew of foods and and that kind of thing. Chocolate and and coffee would be two really mm. really huge ones. Mm. Um, the Department of Labor actually has like a whole section for labor trafficking, and you can look up on their website um, mm. the different products and and what countries are are more at risk for labor trafficking, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, labor trafficking, sex trafficking. Commercial sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we, the way that it looks to us is prostitution. Mm-hmm. And there is so much education mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to be understood in that. At MAP, we refer to these women and men as uh, prostituted individuals, knowing that most of them are not there by choice. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where the that modern day slavery mm-hmm. goes into it. So in college, you said you became familiar with it. How did that happen? Was it a class you took or uh, did you see it in relationships or? Human trafficking became more of a 
an understood thing when I was in college. I mm-hmm. want to say, I think maybe that that movie Nefarious came out oh. um, when I was in college. And so I remember hearing about it and learning more about just just mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. like anytime I see it, it's like what how is all of this happening mm, sure the awareness of it yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep and then so I did not do much with it I maybe even any at all in college but knew of it when we joined staff um, the first year we were on staff was just really intense but one of the roommates of some girls that I was walking with was raped downtown. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so that learned, I had no idea how to walk with anyone through any friends or persons through um, that type of trauma. And so I just dug in and started learning more. And throughout our years on staff, I mean, I read the statistics of, you know, one in four women have been, Mm -hmm. have been abused. And, and my experience with all the women that I, that I mentored when I was on staff with crew was way higher than that. Um, And, but I, I remember asking our director and some of the other women, like, you know, when you have these girls <laughs> come to you, what do you, how do you yeah. mentor them? How do yeah. you disciple them? What does that look like? Yeah. And they were like, we've never, we haven't had that. And I was like, oh, okay. And so for whatever reason, the Lord brought these women, incredible, beautiful women into my life to walk alongside and learn mm-hmm. how to walk alongside them and what mm-hmm. it looks like to interact with the Lord when these things have been done to you. I think that is where a lot of mm-hmm. the love and compassion mm-hmm. for vulnerable women being exploited, yeah. um, especially, started and just got the privilege to listen to their stories, hold them, um, help them. I mean, just listen, help them even start to share their stories and to walk alongside them. It was a great privilege. And so I think that's where a lot yeah, of that started. That makes sense. Yeah. How, I know, Erin, we've both been in spots where we felt over our heads mm-hmm. in terms of the need presented to us. And, uh, you know, I have cried out to God, help yeah. me here. You know, what? how did you respond? And, and how did you respond in a moment where you feel like, gosh, I've, I've not been here before? Um, how did you, how did you know how to respond or know what to, yeah, know yeah. what to say? Because sometimes you don't know what to say when you mm-hmm. are faced with mm-hmm. something you've never experienced. I cried a mm-hmm. lot, mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, when it's one thing to hear about, you know, stories or watch movies or yeah. um, read books or whatever, but then when you're sitting across from someone sharing their story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most powerful thing, and this continues to be mm. just the truth in the work that I'm doing right now, is listening. Mm. Because it is it is for these women that I love so much to have even been able to share those pieces of them that they've kept hidden and, and voices, mm-hmm. things that have been been hushed. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, we don't like to hear about that stuff. We don't yeah. want to believe that it's happening. And usually it happens mm-hmm. from a family member mm-hmm. um, or someone that you're close to. And so that, that gets hushed even mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And I read, I just, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think too, it was my biggest fear 
And this is like even coming in here, I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to hurt, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was my biggest fear was like, oh, I love these women. I don't want to hurt them more by what I'm saying. I don't want to hurt them more by not not doing or doing something Mm -hmm. that I shouldn't. And so I think that's where reading, learning Mm -hmm. um, helped so much because there is a lot out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there is a lot out there in what it what it looks like to to listen to hold people's stories of trauma, yeah. um, well, and to learn how to respond well. And I think I yeah. think one of the most powerful things that I read was just believe them. Mm. Mm. At least at at that point, the statistic was ninety eight percent of abuse survivors are telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so we have no reason to not believe mm-hmm. them. And man, when we get even even deeper into it with trafficking like there's just no reason not to believe them but they are not believed mm-hmm. yeah why why don't people believe victims right do we not want to believe that that kind of evil can happen in our world is that part of it or we've not personally experienced it yeah i mean i mean what have you seen with people not believe like why is why don't they believe i mean we see denial denial it's it's well did you see what she was wearing ah blame blame Mm -hmm. so a lot of it's blame she was at a party Mm -hmm. she um yeah it is blame absolutely you had it coming why didn't you just you know why didn't you do this why didn't you do that why did you let yourself get in a situation like that how come you weren't aware of what was going on um it's the victim's behavior yeah, for the reason mm-hmm. of somebody else to act. Thanks for evil. saying those things. Yeah. I don't think we realize what's going on in our subconscious um, yeah. when we encounter a victim. And yeah, blaming and, you know, it's all their fault. Shaming. But I love what you just said. At about 98% of the time, they're telling the yeah, truth. So, so if we powerful. can just listen and believe, yeah. That yeah. this is actually true. And and what else might we do? What else have you learned? Um, I, I think one of the things that has blown me away is that I'm encountering people all the time, all the time, who yeah. either may have been a victim or may currently be one. Mm-hmm. And that's tough to realize, too. Yeah. What would you say to that reality? How can How can you shape our thinking about our everyday interactions? It takes relationship. I mean, for any of these stories, you can't just come in and say, I hear your story. Now go fix it. Yeah. And that's not the way it works anyways. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, when we see sexual abuse, domestic violence, human trafficking, they play into each other. They overlap a ton. And it's it's a mm. cycle. They're blinded. And it's all they've ever known. When we come back, Heather will share with us how to listen to a survivor and walk with them through whatever they are facing. We will also learn the signs and warnings of a human trafficking situation. This and more is up next on this episode of God Hears Her. Do you struggle with loneliness? If so, you are not alone. Whether you're part of the increasing percentage of people who actually live alone, or whether your complex emotions rise from other causes, Feelings of isolation can affect every area of life. Most importantly, loneliness can cause us to forget core truths from God's Word. Truths like God loves you. God gives life meaning and purpose. And God will never leave you. In Elisa's new book, You Are Not Alone, 
she shares six affirming reminders of our loving God's person, plan, his presence, provision, promise, and purpose to encourage you. Go to store.ourdailybread.org slash not alone to get your copy. That's store.ourdailybread.org slash not alone. Now, back to God Hears Her. Can you tell us a story there? Maybe uh, you don't have to reveal any identities, but, you know, maybe a story about how how do we get blinded, you know, as a victim? I would just how do we encourage anyone to even just Google survivor stories. There are so many out there mm-hmm. and, and they yeah. are, they're beautiful and mm. um, listen to their voices, listen to their stories. And in it, you can, you can see a lot of patterns too of what they grew up in and many survivors have had childhoods where where they there are different vulnerabilities that have brought them into this and and many of them there's a high number of women men children who have been trafficked who were sexually abused when they were younger mm-hmm. the highest risk for trafficking are vulnerable youth kids who who are a part of the foster care system runaway youth and why are they running away mm-hmm. you know there are so many stories of, of women and men who, who say, well, the trafficking was bad, but it was not as bad as what was at home. At least mm-hmm. I had a trafficker who told me he loved me or, um, mm-hmm. or whatever. And trafficking happens through force, fraud, or coercion. So it, it is, and especially in the U.S., it's very manipulative. Yeah, very manipulative. That's not not necessarily the way it is in other in other countries, mm-hmm. but it's very psychological here in the U.S. And so, it's so interesting. And and traffickers are they're expert profilers, mm. and so they might follow mm. the person that they are looking for for a while and learn all about them. Mm. Um, it's their job, and they make a lot of money off of it, so mm. it's worth it. Mm. Um, but they will find where you know, where are people running away to or, mm-hmm. um, you know, learn. So these experiences, these vulnerabilities for these men, women, and children make them more susceptible to trafficking. If your home life mm-hmm. is hard, sure, you want to run away yeah. or you want to find, you want to find a safe place. And, yeah. and if you're looking for love and someone comes along and mm-hmm. says, hey, you're beautiful, can I buy you dinner? And then for months becomes your boyfriend and, and tells you and, he uh-huh. loves you and mm-hmm. that he wants to start a family with you mm-hmm. and you're going to have this great life and you believe it. Mm-hmm. And in the desire for for real relationship, for love, for something mm-hmm. different, it becomes so easy to fall into that. Sure. Um, and then yeah. and then you're stuck. Yeah. And then then it, then the switch flips and that's kind of where I think it, it can differ depending on the trafficker. It can be, you know, okay, well, I want to have this great life with you, but we can't pay rent this month. So how about you go dance? How about you go, mm-hmm. um, you know, have sex with a few of these guys and you can make this much money and then we'll be good. And mm-hmm. it's only for a few times. And then after that, you're fine. And and what we see and what we, what many in the U.S. believe, we see these women out on the streets, women mm-hmm. whose, whose pictures are up on on websites selling themselves. Mm-hmm. We, we see it as they're selling themselves. Mm-hmm. And many times it is, it's that they, they've been 
we just had our, our annual conference um, the other day and one of the survivors just said, you know, we call it a trick for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's a great line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we call it a trick for a reason. And and, um, and I think it is many of them will say, I thought I was out there by my own choice. I was choosing to be out there because dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Not realizing that they were being forced in, you know, they groomed. were, or well, yeah, they were groomed, groomed to be, to mm-hmm. be in this. Um, so yeah. And they, many of them come to love their tra- traffickers that mm-hmm. the Stockholm syndrome of, of loving the one who's, who's hurting you. Yeah. Um, and, and there are quite a few really, really well done, very hard to watch sobering, um, documentaries, very young girls mm-hmm. is one that I watched that I, I think did a really just seeing that love of a trafficker um Mm -hmm. it's hard to watch but it's that's reality i think it Mm -hmm. yeah i think listening to the stories helps Mm -hmm. you understand um grows your compassion in Mm -hmm. your heart for understanding like i feel like shame that i ever thought well how could she ever how could she have done that Mm -hmm. um when i listen to all these stories and realize oh well that's exactly how she could have done it Mm -hmm. yeah you know i love when i was reading about you guys how it says human trafficking is slavery it's when one person controls and exploits another person for financial gain Mm -hmm. and i know that you guys share like signs to look for Mm -hmm. would you share some of those signs to look for yeah absolutely and it's good and this is again i there is so much information out there. If you mm-hmm. if you search, there's so much information about there. There are tons of organizations that are committed to this. And I was just telling Jeff earlier, I was like, I just can't believe how much information is out there. And yet it still is something that is so, when people hear about it, they can't believe it, that mm-hmm. it's in their city, that it's, um, and I think that it, it's so evil. It is so evil. I think mm-hmm. that this is, it is one of the most horrific faces of evil in in our world right now. Um, and so, of course, it's hidden and it thrives in the shadows and the darkness. And so one of the biggest things that we can do as human beings to be a part of this is to become aware. Because yeah, as we become good. aware, yeah. as we know what to look for, mm-hmm. then the darkness is brought to light. Yeah, And so... There are like, are a whole host of things to look for, I would say, especially in the area of sex trafficking. Um, if there is an older boyfriend or an older father figure that you see or someone that you're you're in relationship with starts a relationship with someone who is who is much older than them, that is a that's a very big sign. Branding. If someone has a tattoo of a barcode um, or mm. oh, um, wow. that is very common in trafficking. And where on their body? Anywhere? Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Really anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you see evidence of someone being controlled, if they are distancing themselves, like distancing themselves. Yeah. Like pulling back from relationship. With uh, Isolating. Withdrawing or isolating. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you if you're in in a friendship with someone and they they start withdrawing, they start isolating. if you're a teacher or or something, you know, and and there are a lot of absences. If your kid is gone for the weekends, I mean, the places we see it can be in strip clubs, massage parlors, pornography. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, many times people will say, well, I had no idea. There's quite a big scandal going going on in, in the pornography world right now where where there's lawsuits being brought forth that say, well, I was I was exploited on this website. And the watchers are saying, well, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So online as well. Yeah. And and I've been taught, and I'm not sure if this is what your experience is, but I've been taught that even door-to-door sales kids mm-hmm. can be a part of sex trafficking, that, mm-hmm. you know, vans will drop off a group of kids in the neighborhood and they'll go through the neighborhood, but it's actually their perpetrators who are asking mm-hmm. them to do that. Um, people who are at the street corners sometimes with the I'm hungry signs. I mean, what, what happens rings. for me, Heather, and I love that you're going through all these specific mm-hmm. indicators, is that it opens up my eyes. And mm-hmm. instead of going, well, that person, mm-hmm. you know, is is just running away from their parents or whatever, suddenly I stop and I, I go, Lord, is this a human who needs to be rescued? Yeah. I mean, we all need to be rescued, but is this a true need for physical rescue? Mm-hmm. And I pray for them and et cetera. But, mm-hmm. you know, and you can hand out that that number. That's yeah. really powerful. But that opens our eyes to understand that, you know, it's right in front of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I think you can just even asking the question of, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. There was a um, a sex trafficking bust just a couple months ago in a town half an hour away from here, just mm-hmm. like rural town that, mm-hmm. you know, you read it and you're like, what? There was a sex trafficking ring there? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was reading the article and um, they were interviewing the police officer. They had been, been doing that you know, all of the investigating and stuff for a while. And he said one of the more frustrating things was that once it was a bust, like once they once they caught and mm-hmm. recognized that it that it was a sex trafficking ring, all the neighbors were like, oh, we were wondering what what happened. Ah. We were wondering why there was all these cars coming to this house. Mm. And I just, yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, it, it was just kind of one of those like hits you in the gut. Like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. all a part of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not just the police officers. It's not just, it's not just MAP. It's not just these wonderful service organizations who are there to, to, to help these survivors and be a space for them to, to get services from. It's, it's me, it's you, it's mm-hmm. it's recognizing what's going on in mm-hmm. our neighborhoods. Yeah. It's recognizing um, when, you know, it's uncomfortable. Like how weird would that be to just mm-hmm. like walk over to your neighbor's house and be like, hey, I'm noticing all these cars or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or if you notice all of this stuff to call the police and say, hey, mm-hmm. there's something weird going on at this house. Yeah. And if you see a person, you know, drive up to a house and, and a group of women follow him into the house altogether, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that, that could be, and it also couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it is everywhere. It thrives in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we can bring it to the light, the more that we can educate ourselves and know what the signs are mm-hmm. of it. On our website, we have a, it's called the abolitionist program, but it's basically just this weekly email that you get. It's a 10 week series and it just gives you the basics of human trafficking. And so you learn about sex trafficking, you learn about labor trafficking, you learn to see the signs, how you can be a part of it, It gives you challenges. And um, we're not the only ones with that too. There are multiple organizations that have those, but those are, I think, the little things we can even just be doing to know, to know the signs, know what's going on and recognize it. Mm -hmm. What I keep hearing is that 
I mean, it's so easy to assume a narrative without asking any questions, without extending any compassion or not wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. And I just love how throughout this whole conversation, the encouragement is show compassion, ask questions, want to learn. Don't assume, lean in, bring awareness. And um, it's just so, it's so beautiful. And it's convicting because I know that it's so easy mm-hmm. for me to assume a situation by just driving by it every day mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, like you said earlier, like judging that, that woman's outfit or mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be. But right. the truth is it's, mm-hmm. we're called to just extend compassion, ask questions and learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. As, as we close, I want to ask you to pray for that woman who mm-hmm. is stuck. Would you pray for her? You've been stuck before, maybe in different ways, Heather. You shared some of your story. But would you pray for her? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for being a God who is with us in all of life, for being a Savior who suffered. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you always love us no matter what, and you will never stop. I pray for for my sister who is stuck, Lord. Thank you that you are with her in that. Thank you for being with me in the mud when when I was there. Thank you that you are with her. Remind her of your love and your care. Bring people to her. Give her courage and bravery to see what's going on and show her how deeply your heart aches at seeing your daughter hurt. You are a God who sees and who hears. Thank you for being that. I pray for redemption. I thank you that you are a God who does bring beauty from ashes, that you are a God who experienced deep pain and recognizes what it is like, and you you hate it. You don't sit there watching what happens to these women, but you are right next to them, aching and crying with them. Show them who you are as the true father, as one who will do anything to get to them. Amen. Thank you, Heather. We are so thankful for Heather's insight and the work that she does with the Michigan Abolitionist Project. You know, as unbelievable as this is, We need to shed light on human trafficking and learn more. Heather taught us so much about how this can happen, even if we don't fully realize what's going on. We want you to know that you are not alone through whatever you may be facing. If you or someone you know needs help, please call 1-888-373-7888. Or you can text HELP to 233-733. You are not alone. Before we close out today's episode of God Hears Her, we want to remind you that the show notes are available in the podcast description. These show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but also links to connect with Aaron and me on social and a link for the Michigan Abolitionist Project where you can learn more about human trafficking. You can visit our website at godhearsher.org. That's God Hears Her. Dot O-R-G. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you. He sees you and he loves you because you are his. God Hears Her is a production of Our Daily Bread Ministries.